Is it Sunday yet? Almost. Welcome into the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek. It's great to be back. We've got Not Your Average Joes here. And after a brief hiatus, we are excited to be with you again. It's been a wild last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. I was away. Then my kids were insane. Joe was away. Other Joe was too burnt out from work. But we're back. That's what matters. We're here to talk fantasy football. A lot of dynasty on today's episode. We're going to talk about dynasty startup strategy. Talk about the upcoming NFL draft. And whatever else that comes up. So how are you guys doing today? I'm uh, doing great. Great mood today. Weather's been very, very good in New Jersey recently. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seven days away from the draft. So I am stoked to see where these prospects land. Uh, we have some crazy stuff going on with, like, Will Levis rumors. Maybe he goes two. I know he met with the Patriots today. I know all three of us are not very in on him as a prospect. But um, apparently the NFL might be which is always interesting. How are you doing, Mason? Yeah, like you said, the weather's getting nicer. I'm probably going to go hit the pool over here in California after I finish hey. this this uh, this pod. But uh, yeah, man, one week till the draft. I, I watch draft day every NFL draft day in the morning. <laughs> Usually I just throw it on the TV and I get all excited and I know it's cheesy. And I've never seen it. It's It gets you excited. That's all okay. I'll say. It's uh yeah, give it a watch. I I, I like it. Vontae well, Mack, no matter Kevin, what. Kevin Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. a little Yellowstone afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so so Derek, give it a watch. Let me know what you think. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I've just seen that, the clips where he just makes an actual terrible trade. But then he then he fleeces the Jaguars yeah. GM. So uh, yeah, I mean, go uh go look at it. <laughs> go watch it. Shouldn't have to. Uh <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'll check it out in my what like three minutes of free time every day. <laughs> I'll have to put it on instead of the podcast next week. There but we anyway, uh, the reason that we want to talk about dynasty startups is one because it's dynasty startup season, starting next week after the NFL draft. We're gonna have plenty going around, but as a trio, we joined one, uh, and so. This is a very real conversation that we're going to be having on the show today where um, we have to legitimately talk about what are we going to do in the upcoming startup draft. So I'm kind of going to defer to Mason a lot because he is the most experienced of the three of us in Dynasty. Uh, but it's going to be a spirited discussion about kind of where we want to go with this because we're in a 12-man super flex, probably going to be tight end premium based on that poll that's going on. Mm. and uh, we got to decide what we're going to do. Do you want to get started, or do we have any news that we want to talk about? I think it's just a lot, of, a lot of draft hype lately. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. We all thought a couple you know, weeks, months ago, like, oh, the order's kind of set in stone. It's going to be quarterback, quarterback. Cardinals will probably trade out, and now it's like, after one, it sounds like it's going to be Bryce Young, and then it's, like, wide open. Like, I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah, it could really – it could go so many ways. Mm-hmm. We're at, the, we're at the time where, like, maybe we get a little bit more clarity in the next coming days before the draft. But yeah, the top ten is always madness. I feel like we were, we were talking right before we hit record. I feel like the trades that could happen um, for, like, you know, veteran players being involved. Like, uh, we don't know where Dalvin Cook, um, Joe Mixon. Like, you know, we, we've got some pretty 
pretty experienced, good running backs that uh, could be playing in new homes. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's still on the market. So, um, yeah, I feel like I feel like we're going to be going crazy the day after day one of the draft, not even just because of the picks, but because of the trades that went down. Um, I, I'm getting flashbacks right now about when I, I'm sure this was one of Derek's favorite days of when uh, the Eagles landed AJ last year. So, you know, I don't yeah. know if we'll get, the, we'll get like an AJ Brown type splash. Cause that was like so random and like so awesome. But uh, you know, I'm really, really excited for day one of the draft. It, I mean, I loved getting AJ Brown, but it was interesting because I'm sitting there waiting like, Oh, well, who are the Eagles going to take? And then they trade away the pick. And so it was like, Oh, that's awesome, but there's also that little bit of a uh, psychological factor of like, who are they going to pick in the excitement yeah. of that? Well, but, you guys just got Olamide Zacchaeus, so you have no room for any more elite wide receivers. Yeah, right. Uh, we were joking about that. Quez Watkins now has a fire lit under his butt to, to prove all the naysayers wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, we were sending some offers back and forth. I offered a fourth-round pick for Zacchaeus, and Joe countered with uh, – a third a or a fourth, a fourth and Zacchaeus and... for a third. And I yeah. was like, no, thanks. <laughs> Worth a shot. And then Joe Mason put Allen Robinson on the trade block. And uh, I sent him a f- the 409. <laughs> Come on. I know he's worth at least a third, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you, Yeah, I don't know. We'll That's see. what I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to just jump into some different? So yeah, some different strategies that that I know exist. Um, number one, it's obviously just draft the players you like, right? Because it's dynasty. Um, it's always fun to roster guys you like. Then there's then there's win now, right? You can just go all out, draft the guys you know are going to be productive, like a redraft team. But I can't say I've done that before. And then when you get to year two and three, like value, you know, guys' values just change so frequently. Like if you go back and look at our startup draft last year, go look at like who, like the order, like the picks that win, and you're just like shaking your head now, like wow, I can't believe that guy was like a, like a like a top fifty pick. Now he's mm-hmm. like outside the top fifteen rounds now. You know, there's like certain guys that it just happens, right? So I find that to be true with the quarterbacks particularly. Yeah, like I don't know. I'd have. I to took go Desmond look. Ritter in round ten. That's embarrassing. I mean, I guess may, I, I guess it's that's to be decided if he's really the starter. Well, Carson Wentz in our league last year went at, went in the ninth round to Carlos. Now he's what like outside he's, of yeah twenty plus rounds. I think he's not even mm-hmm. like getting drafted. So like that's yeah, guys, they, they can just their value can change so drastically in just a year, which is mm-hmm. which is crazy to think. You know, um, you think guys are safe and then. Something happens, either they get hurt, they're they go to a different team, their uh, situation changes, and their production goes down. Like they could have a a drastic hit. Um, so win now's win now's a fun strategy because I think you probably have the best chance to win in year one when players in dynasty want to like draft their bet draft like younger players, and you can take advantage of that right and probably get some value. Um, another one that I know of is called like productive struggle and. I guess you can kind of say I, I I did that last year where you just kind of load up on picks, draft younger players, know you're not going to be very good in year one, but then you're going to end up with like a higher draft pick. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a 
one year down, reset in year two to like take off. Right. And I really like that one because I try to think of dynasty as like a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one I know of is just best player. Just take the best dynasty player available at every pick, regardless of position. Like you don't care about starting a roster until like, you know, we get to week one. So anyways, those are like four of them that I can think of. I don't know if, if either of you have ones that you, that I maybe missed, or if we want to just stop, you know, stop and maybe just talk about one of them. Yeah. So which one of those would you most likely want to deploy um, in your next startup? I I've kind of always kind of deferred to like productive struggle. Cause I like to get future draft picks because you never know, like, like one year, like last year I did a, a different startup and it was a defensive startup where I, I got three other teams first and yeah, mine ended up being the one Oh three, but I also ended up getting the one Oh two and the one Oh four because the guys teams just weren't very good. They, they, they wanted to go win now and they missed on some players. So I think it's, it sets you up where like, if I, if I fail terribly in the draft, at least I have the first round picks that have value and I can still draft young players the following year. Mm-hmm. And like, I still feel good about having a backup plan with my team. If I ever trade my future pick, my future first, I just think it's really risky to like, if you end up missing the playoffs, you give someone a top six pick and you don't have that to like save your, your roster in case, in case something bad happens or like they underperform. Right. So that's always Mm -hmm. the risk. And I feel you on that. And, uh, something else that like, when I was looking at like our startup that we had is like, Sure, you want to be young um, because you you want to be tied to these guys for like X amount of years. But then, like, let's say like it's the best player available. You, you sometimes you just take them for the idea of like, even though let's say like you know they're a twenty eight, twenty nine year old receiver, you could always flip them later on in the season for picks. And you know, there's going to be teams that right before the playoffs and when you know mm-hmm. like. They're, they're making that playoff push and they just want to win now. So it's like, let's say you got like a Stefan Diggs or, you know, um, DeAndre Hopkins, even older. Like if that's the piece you identify that team that you think is win now, you could get a first, you could get multiple first, depending on how desperate this team is to win. So like, I think it's important maybe not to, uh, you know, focus on the ages too much. Everybody wants a young team, but, uh, yeah, the best player available, like, even even if you are, like, trying to deploy what you said about, like, just racking up on picks and everything, I think that you could use both those strategies kind of combined to, you know, get future picks rather than just loading up right in the startup, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think the key... I think a key in every startup, regardless of your strategy, is if you need to set tiers for players... Mm-hmm. Like my favorite thing to do is if there's like, let's say there's four receivers that I see very similar in a tier and there's a guy that wants to trade up to my pick. Like I can trade back around, get an asset and still get one of those four guys and feel really good about making a profit and still getting somebody that I, I see as like very comparable as the player I was going to take. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of the key. That, and it's a lot of fun to do in a startup. I get annoyed is when, there's there's people that like 
every time they're on the clock, I want to trade back. It's like, okay, if no one wants to <laughs> trade with you, just make a pick. Like, stop holding up the draft and trying to get value out of everything. Like, after a certain point, like, just just make your pick and move on. <laughs> but there's also some fun in, like, trading 28th round picks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would throw those in. Because at some point, you got to, if you're trading for picks, you have to do some calculations to make sure you didn't just, like, end up with more picks than your roster. Because hmm. I remember doing that where I was trading for like later teen to 20 picks. And I was realizing like, okay, I don't need this 29th round pick. I have too many raw. I have too many picks already. There, I literally won't be able to keep this guy. But uh, I just threw together a sleeper draft. Do y'all want to kind of just see how we play this out in real, real time? Yeah, I'm down. Can y'all see yeah. that? Yeah, we can. Let's start it up. This is a startup draft. Uh, all right. Oh, interesting. Sleeper does some interesting stuff. They do. <laughs> so Justin Jefferson went 101 ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Josh Herbert. We randomized this and ended up with the fifth pick. So we're on the clock. Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow are there. Where do you stand in the Joe Burrow Jalen Hurts debate? Because Jalen Hurts got the long term contract now, which presumably Joe Burrow is going to get the same. But mm-hmm. we know that Jalen Hurts is locked up. Mason and I might disagree here, but I'd be going Joe Burrow. Um, I think that he's going to be better for longer, even though the next few seasons for Jalen Hurts, like Hurts is going to be my QB1 going into next season for redraft. But if I'm looking at both of those guys in a dynasty startup, I'm taking Burrow. Yeah, I would agree with you, Joe. It, okay. It's close. Like I think, I think Hertz would score probably more points, like you said, the next couple of years. But I, I would probably take Joe Burrow here. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, the injury risk with Jalen Hurts is more significant than with Joe Burrow. I mean, the protection has not been there for Joe Burrow up to this point, but presumably they're going to try to get that short up. With Jalen Hurts, every time he's pushing that pile, there is that risk that he's going to get injured. Mm-hmm. And so I do have the hometown bias there where I love I love me some Jalen Hurts. But I don't I don't particularly disagree with you here. So we're going to go with Joe Burrow to start it out. And, again, this is a super flex, so that's why quarterbacks are going early. Uh, you won't really see this as much in a one-quarterback league because the supply and demand for quarterbacks is much lower. So we had Hurts, Chase, Jackson, Lawrence, Lamb, Justin Field at 111. How do you feel about that, guys? I that's actually later than I've been seeing him go. I did I've done two startups and he's gone like 106 and this one I'm looking at. Yeah, he went he went 108 in this one and uh I think he went even earlier than that in the other one. I saw so. this thing though that I mean it was it's stats are Stats are not, I mean, stats are stats, but people present them in a biased way. And I think it was a formal, former GM, um, Mike Lombardi, I think, who presented Justin Fields' passing stats compared with Davis Mills' passing stats. And Davis Mills, when it comes to passing in a similar amount of starts as Justin Fields, they were comparable, if not better, than Justin Fields. That doesn't, I mean, and the counter argument is that it doesn't account for his running at all, and that's what we care about in fantasy football. But I was just curious because 
I mean, you put together another year like he did this year, and you might be thinking about replacing him. Because in the NFL, you have to win. They don't care about their fantasy rushing stats. Mm-hmm. So I remember a similar discussion about a guy that just went at the 106 in this draft, Jalen Hurts, about you know a guy who you know maybe doesn't have great yeah. passing ability, gets added a receiver in the offseason, and then makes the next step. So this this year is really pivotal for Justin Fields. He needs to make better, you know, assuming the Bears are a bad team and miss the playoffs. Justin Fields needs to make steps to become a better passer. Otherwise, I agree. I think if they miss the playoffs and he plays poorly, maybe he's a good fantasy quarterback. Like you said, Derek, he could get replaced next offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a decent comparison, but I would definitely counter with – I mean, Hurts has had a better team around him, but Hurts made the playoffs – his first year as a starter. Mm-hmm. So I guess, uh, you know, the hope for Justin Fields is that DJ Moore coming over could, um, you know, make, make that jump a little bit easier. Just like, you know, when AJ Brown went to the Eagles and the Eagles were awesome this year, Super Bowl. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts got the bag. He was an MVP runner up. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned it on a, previous episode but like just this gut feeling that i've had and we don't really have the data yet that would really um you know support it but like all these rushing quarterbacks that don't have tremendous arm talent i get really worried about for dynasty um like lamar jackson for instance like i was getting kind of like hesitant on him because the injuries just start piling up and then if if these guys aren't rushing so much which makes them such great fantasy assets if they don't have the arm talent like you know like justin herbert's arm talent patrick mahomes arm talent joe burrow arm talent like they're they're just not they're not good enough in that category if they're not doing the rushing to really be the you know the top five quarterback that you're kind of drafting them to be so i think like you're going to get these like really amazing years but like you never want to time the market but like when you're in the middle of that prime and you could kind of start feeling like, okay, he's getting up there in age. Like, like if you were to capitalize on Lamar Jackson before, like he started declining, I know even, even Josh Allen and he has great arm talent. Maybe um, he's less accurate than the other guys, but he's already come out and said that he's looking to rush less this year. And think about how high that guy goes in redraft. If his rushing goes down, like, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, I don't, he he might not be the QB one next season. He might not be the QB two. So just with, with these rushing quarterbacks, I just want to express like a little bit of hesitance of like, yeah, they're, they're going to have three seasons where they could finish QB one, but if they're rushing starts to decline, then it could get pretty ugly. And uh, you know, we saw it with Cam Newton towards the end of his career. And uh, you know, the way that the league is shifting where the rushing quarterbacks are like more than ever right now, I'm curious to see how these guys start uh, playing when, once they get to like age 27 and up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got you got guys like Andy Dalton still hanging around the league, mm-hmm. but Cam Newton's been out of it for a while. Exactly. I mean, not yeah. a while, but I mean, he can't yeah. get a job, and Andy Dalton is still like a borderline fringe <laughs> starter. Yeah, Joe, I like I like what you said about Allen because I mean he still had 35 passing touchdowns last year, oh, threw yeah. the ball 573 times, but his rushing ability is what makes him elite. And if you take that away, 
he's probably just an above average fantasy QB that you're just, you know, he's still great, but he's not like his obviously elite status is from that rushing. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to get a little get back to the strategy more. I know it's fun to talk about these players and I'm certainly guilty of it myself, but uh, after, so after we picked Burrow, it went Hertz, Chase, uh, Jackson. So Lamar went at 108, Lawrence, CeeDee Lamb went as the wide receiver three, Justin Fields, Bijan went at the 112, followed by Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. So I know that you don't love that strategy there, Joe Mason, where they doubled up on running backs in round one and two in a dynasty startup. Uh, McCaffrey went 202, AJ Brown, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddle, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And we're back on the clock looking at a pretty decent handful of quarterbacks available to us with Kyler Murray still there, Deshaun Watson, uh, Bryce Young, Dak Prescott, and CJ Stroud are at the top when it comes to ADP. So these aren't my rankings. These are sleeper dynasty startup ADP. Are you surprised to see Young and Stroud this early? Kind of. But they're also, you know, you, you've got the age factor with dynasty. I mean, you got Trey Lance at at 46 and a half ADP and you got Bryce Young at 21. Mm-hmm. That's a 2 to 3 round difference there. But yeah. anyway, what are we going to do here? What so we've taken our franchise quarterback. Is this Superflex? Derek Superflex. Right? Yeah. Yep. I I my pick here is a no-brainer. It's it's Kyler Murray, but uh you know, obviously he might miss miss uh, most of the year, but him and Deshaun Watson can are pretty close. But Kyler's two years younger. Um, I think Kyler's twenty five and Watson's twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, so my my pick would be Kyler Murray. Um, looking at our next pick before we make this pick, I think I'd like to snag a receiver at our next pick, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. hoping Garrett Wilson is the guy that falls there. And if you not, I think mind. if not, I think I'm okay taking T Higgins to be our and get the Burrow stack. But yeah, that's that's my thought for this this pick what do you what do you think joe yeah so i was going to say uh since it's super flex you want to you want to knock down at least two quarterbacks in your top three so when when i'm doing a draft and um i, I know for a fact that i want to get two quarterbacks in my first three rounds i'm i'm focusing very hard on what's the risk reward of going each position so you know you look at the quarterbacks available right now versus the quarterbacks that might be available in the next round or the wide receiver. Cause I would definitely like to get a wide receiver with uh, one of the picks, whether it's a second or the third round pick. So I think that by going quarterback here, the wide receivers that should be available in the following round are better than the, the opposite. If we were to go wide receiver, then quarterback. So I would be fine going Garrett Wilson here and just locking him up, but I would probably be going Kyler Murray also and doing a little buy low here. So he, you know, he's a top ten pick last year. How are you yeah, feeling, Derek? I, I, I'm in agreement there. You're gonna have to bite the bullet with the Murray returning from injury, but I think that his throwing skills are superior to some of the other rushing quarterbacks. And I mean, he hasn't really been running that much even last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which has been disappointing to see because you're like, oh, maybe he rushes for fifty and a touchdown. Hasn't really been there, but he still kept up a good point-per-game basis. Uh, so, yeah, we'll go Kyler Murray here, see what comes around. We'll see if there's a run on quarterbacks. So, just as we said, there is a run on quarterbacks. 
Team one at the 101 has decided not to take a quarterback through three rounds in a super flex draft. Uh, they got the, we've got the AI bias against Deshaun Watson, I guess for personal reasons. He's still sitting there at 305. After Murray went Stroud, Young, the rookies, Prescott, Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Garrett Wilson went at 302, so he's off the board. Um, Travis Kelsey went at 303, followed by Stephon Diggs, and we're at the clock. And when it comes to wide receivers, based on ADP, the top ones available, we have T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, JSN, the rookie, Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, and Drake London. What are we feeling here? So at I'll, running back, I'll, I'll just say the running backs, we got Saquon, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Jameer Gibbs, Najee Harris, Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, Nick Chubb. It is interesting, Joe, like Mason, that, I mean, seeing it year to year now and having more experience in Dynasty, the changes in value of these running backs were... Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Jacobs was kind of left for dead going into last year, and now he's, what, I mean, only one, two, three, four, five, six, six running backs have gone off the board. Like, Josh Jacobs is a top 10 running back all of a sudden. Mm. Meanwhile, you got Javante. He got hurt. He was probably, what, the RB1, like RB2 or 3 in drafts if you're going off last year. DeAndre Swift was really highly touted. Derrick Henry has fallen down the ranks. Joe Mixon... Still a pretty young guy in terms of running backs. I mean, he's got still two years Delvin or Cook. two seasons before he turns 27. Dalvin Cook is buried down there at his 27. Uh, Alvin Kamara is buried. Aaron Jones is gone. Like, Miles Sanders is down there. I mean, you got guys like Tank Bigsby going higher than A.J. Dillon in ADP. And A.J. Dillon was a highly coveted asset, I think, in my opinion, going into Dynasty drafts last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. draft capital and the unknowns of Aaron Jones. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I mean, where's Antonio Gibson, for God's sake? He's down yeah, at... He's, he's a big value. Pick 117 for startups. Uh, so I think uh, the way the board is shaping up for us, we go wide receiver here in agreement. Even though I think Deshaun Watson's almost tempting. <laughs> so, but like, that's, that's I, me being a trade degenerate and just thinking, okay, it's super flex. I could get something for having an elite third quarterback if he bounces back. That so, is true. We haven't talked about trades yet. This is with the computers, but, I mean, is that mind. kind of the move here? I, I just thought the value, like, out of all these players, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. Like, I don't care that I already have two QBs. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take Watson knowing that I have two elite starters and then I have Kyler Murray on the bench and knowing that I could trade one of them later if I need to. It's between, for me, it's between him, T. Higgins, and Kyle Pitts. And I'm still a big believer in Kyle Pitts, but I would probably take Watson here and maybe either trade one of them later or knowing that I have three great quarterback options and I can, you know, focus on the skill position players going forward. But uh, for me, it would be between Watson and DK Metcalf, but I think I'd be going Watson if I was actually drafting. All right. Well, let's go Deshaun Watson. I mixed it up. DK Metcalf, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I ended up with Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't think it's pr- very realistic that he would be sitting here at 305, if I'm being quite honest, just because we've got team one at the 101 who did not take a quarterback. Uh, team seven also without a quarterback through two rounds. Team 10 without a quarterback and team 12 without a quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
the likelihood that we got three quarterbacks that are like are like potential first round picks low, but we we pulled it off, and instead, Team Ten ends up with Anthony Richardson as their QB one, which I think is pretty miserable. We need yeah. better mock draft systems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to your to your point though, Derek, about the running backs, I think if you're going win now, you could really get good value on some veteran running backs later yeah. in the draft, like picks probably seventh round to ninth round. You could get three potential top fifteen redraft running backs like that late. So that's a good strategy if you're going win now to, to snag those veteran running backs late. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at the names right now. Um, we're not drafting them because we already have three quarterbacks. But where are you guys at at Tua? Like the concussion, you know, really risk, which is very serious. You know, it's a. Uh, then you look at his numbers from last year, and then he has, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for at least the next three years, if he if he is able to pull it out. It's like it's it's pretty crazy situation. So I saw a stat. I didn't even look at this. That said, uh, Waddle and Tyreek caught zero touchdowns with the other Dolphins quarterbacks. They only caught touchdowns from Tua. Which well, I mean, their other quarterback was Skylar Thompson. I mean, so, yeah, they weren't good. Teddy Bridgewater. That's two is really important to that team. I, I'm still. I, I traded a one the one twelve and two oh one for him in another league where I had a lot of picks, and I still think he's a good. But you know, I'll I'll say buy low with the injury risk right now with him. I'm still, you know, I'm still convinced he can perform, and he's got the whole off season to get hopefully healthy. But obviously, head injuries are not something you want to mess around with. But mm-hmm. I hope he can stay on the field. God there is for... that new quarterback helmet that's uh, being mm-hmm. yeah the one that dents. unveiled. God forbid he has another concussion this season. Like, what what do you think that means for his career? I think Let's say like week. Back. Week three, he gets a concussion. Let's say, like, uh, knock on wood, obviously not to. He'll have a tough decision to make. Yeah, I, hope, I think I hope he it doesn't to. come to that. Yeah, it's very scary. I think you got to bail. Because think about all the guys that end up with CTE and the health issues that didn't even necessarily have concussions that were diagnosed and sat out for. Mm-hmm. And this guy has proven head injuries. I worry yeah. about him long term, uh, but a decent quarterback. I always loved watching those videos last season of uh, the person who just mirrors the videos so that Tua throws right-handed. Oh, yeah. And you feel a lot, a lot better, better about him because he's so weird looking because he's oh, like yeah. the only lefty QB. Uh, so we got Mark Andrews here. We're projecting that it's tight end premium. I don't know if I did that in the settings correctly. However, uh, Pitts and Kelsey are off the board in the third. Which Pitts is another one. What is he going like round two or one last year? Everyone was on Pitts. Uh, So we don't have wide receiver, running back, or tight end. What do we do here? I'd like to get a young stud wide receiver. I'm looking at Devontae Smith also. Is that who you're looking at, Joe? That's who I see. Yeah, that's the name. Could you uh, go to wide receiver, Derek? Yeah, so the the top ones on ADP are Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, Debo, Christian Watson, Michael Pittman, Jamison Williams, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, George Pickens. Yeah, so Devontae Smith would be my pick. And then, honestly, when I look at these names, the probably the next one that I would do is Chris Godwin. But I just don't feel confident enough. Yeah, Smith's in zone tier. Bay. 
he's in his own tier here with receivers, and I, I like the pick. I think he's the one we got to go with. I'm, I'm comfortable with him as my wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. So it's wild to me that the promise of Jamison Williams has him going on average as a fifth rounder when you had Amon Rice St. Brown, his teammate, going in round two in the Lions offense. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about Jamison Williams. I, I have trouble. I think my opinion changes daily because, like, you know, you have that unknown factor, and then you flip on his Alabama highlights and look at yeah. the numbers that he produced while he was in college, and you're just like, oh, man, this guy, you know, he, he might be more productive than any wide receiver that's in the 2023 class. Yeah, where would he go in a rookie draft? Um, if If just let's just say we have him now, like – you throw him in the pool of players, knowing what he did as a rookie. He gets a redo. He's in the rookie draft. It's not like he's coming out of Alabama. This is you know what he already did in his first year in Detroit. Uh, I would take him after JSN, mm-hmm. but before any other quarterback and before Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, I think you're talking about him as the second receiver in this class, but he just had really – I mean, he barely played last year. It's been a while since we've seen him. I'm just kind of – I'm, like, debating right now in my head. Like, if I have – I think I have, like, two shares of him, like, debating on if I should, like, get the value now while I can in case he doesn't hit that mark, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he could be getting a new quarterback soon. They so, I mean, we're on the clock. Successor. We're on the clock in round five at the 5.05. Team three at 4.10 took Michael Pittman as their wide receiver one. Jamison Williams as their wide receiver two. We've got Smith as their wide receiver one. We could have Devontae Adams as their wide receiver two. I don't know about you guys, but I would much rather have Devontae Smith and Devontae Adams than Pittman and Williams. Oh, yeah. Big time. Who's, could you go to all real quick there? Yeah. I'm just curious. Who's, okay. Yeah, we'll do a couple more rounds. I know that this is a lengthy process and I don't know many people that do startups where you just have like a two minute clock or whatever. It's usually eight hours. So we're rushing through this. Doing this before the NFL draft is very painful because Uh like, if you were to tell me that like the Cowboys don't draft Bijan Robinson, then Tony Pollard's just a little bit interesting, even though I don't like going running back this early. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at Tony Pollard. Trey Lance is still there. He's still there, yeah. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Once you get that hefty run on quarterbacks, if you waited, you're not totally screwed unless everyone's just stocking up like we did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, me and Derek saw that in the Scott Fishbowl big time, where like if you waited for like Jared Goff last year, oh my god, <laughs> it was so stressful though. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Because you're just at the mercy of your league mates. Instead of just getting the guy that you want, you're just hoping. And then you kind of playing you're you're playing roulette a little bit. You're like, mm-hmm. let's spin it one more time. Let's wait one more round, and then it might bite bite you. I tend uh, not to like playing roulette in drafts. Where? What are we thinking here? I mean, in my opinion, we're sitting at the five oh five. None of these guys really stand apart to me. I would probably try to trade this. Yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. might want Trey Lance to play quarterback. We have the leverage there. Um, the next two teams, well, next, every team between us and getting the pick again only has one quarterback, and two of them have zero. 
So I would be trying to trade out of this pick so that that team would have the opportunity to select Trey Lance here. What do you guys think? I like that. Devontae Adams is 29. Uh, he's 30. 30. So he probably has two more highly productive seasons. So my my thing is when I look at it, it when I look at it here, you could probably only get a first for Devontae Adams now, like a future random twenty four first. And in my opinion, a guy like that probably should wait one more round. He mm-hmm. might not be there for us though. So it kind of depends if we want to like try to win now. I'm okay taking Adams. Otherwise, I think Derek's idea to trade the pick or go like with a younger running back like Tony Pollard. Even though it's risky, is kind of my uh, my thing. I'm gonna try to do some scenario here. It's gonna kind of make it confusing, but I'm gonna pick Trey Lance here as if we traded it. Cool. To which team? Team twelve. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get the five twelve instead of the five oh five, in like some future or whatever. I'm not gonna make mm-hmm. it that complicated. So we'll see like who comes around instead of picking Adams here. We'll see. Assume All right. We so we took that. Lance. So Adams went three picks later. So who's our theor? Okay. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> All right. So, oh my God, change player. So if we were picking at the five twelve, we had our pick of Traylon Burks. Joe Mixon, Damian Pierce, we had a big run of wide receivers after that. So it auto it auto drafted but Addison, Johnston, Pickens, Judy, McLaren. Some young guys and some veterans. So what are we thinking if we were at the 512, who would we have been picking? I think the Joe's Chris point, Godwin Chris, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I think he he said Chris Godwin earlier. That's that's who I'd probably take. Me too. Even I though think, he's getting a new quarterback. Yeah. I think he's still Godwin's good. 27 still. He's just a solid producer. If, I mean, that's what you're looking for at a wide receiver too. Uh, take the dart throws later. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to have a bad quarterback, give me the slot guy that, you know, racks up a lot of targets down the middle. Like Mike Evans, I'm a lot more scared of with Baker Mayfield than I am Chris Godwin. Or Kyle right. Trask for that matter. I say we do uh, two more picks here so the sixth and the seventh round i think we have a pretty good idea of this is this is a good exercise if you're listening and you're going into a dynasty startup the sleeper system it's not perfect so you have to kind of analyze that okay would this actually happen and don't get too locked into like this is my strategy this is what's going to happen but it is a good exercise to see how other drafts are valuing players with the adp I mean, we're looking at here at pick 608. Will Levis is the next guy in ADP. And I think that's pretty absurd considering Kirk Cousins is there. Daniel Jones is still there. He just signed a long-term deal. Kenny Pickett. Pickett I'm less bullish about. Mm -hmm. Um, Russell Wilson's sitting there. Jared Goff. Uh, Guys that you can play this year and figure it out later. Um. So we still have not picked a running back. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. And like when that. you told me, Joe Mason, that like waiting on a running back to like round seven or eight, I was like, that's too late. But I mean, Rashad White is still there, mm-hmm. projected to be there 
in two rounds from now. Zach Charbonnet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pre-NFL draft, and so like Rashad White should be the RB1 unless they take a guy who's going to cut into that work. He was decent as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Cam Akers seemingly like rejuvenated himself and should be a starter pending the NFL draft again. Aaron Jones is still there. Isaiah Pacheco still there. Miles Sanders locked up a deal with the Panthers and he's sitting there projected to go uh like way later. Stephen Montgomery still there? Um You know what? I'm yeah. 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 Screaming value. He's right projected there. to be there in round nine. Yeah, him and him and Miles Sanders are screaming values. Yeah, so I say we forgo forgo running back again. Mm-hmm. And my pick would be Dallas Goddard to shore up the uh tight end position. Yep. So I'm tempted there, but because we have Devontae Smith, that's the only hesitancy. Oh, true. So I like Goddard or, or probably Burks. I'm just kind of not sure about DJ Moore. Because of the yeah. Chicago offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wide receiver ranks are thinning a little bit, but you know, Calvin Ridley's Mason down there, break but... the tie here. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Goddard with you, with you, Derek. The I only reason why to I go was... around where yeah. where the Goddard is was... still productive. Sorry. That was good. I was I was kind of just curious about Goddard. You Goddard would be my pick without the Devonte Smith, but I saw Pat Fryermuth a little further down. So that that was like the like you know maybe maybe oh, the next pick after. Gotcha. Right. But I, I like Goddard Dallas Goddard is in a better. different tier. No, definitely. I think a tier break would occur. The talent I think is just better. The situation for Fryermuth is certainly good. Mm-hmm. But they just added Allen Robinson. I mean, who knows if he can do anything still? But that does make it a little bit more crowded in the receiving room, and we know that they already weren't productive as it is in the passing game. So all of a sudden we got a bunch of quarterbacks to the top in in terms of ADP and we have Rashad White here available to pick as a running back but there's also some good wide receivers that aren't old that are still there. So I think this will be our last pick to make. But I would I would probably go Hollywood here. I think depending okay. on what draft you're in, you might have a situation where there's a lot of quarterbacks to choose from in round 7 and sometimes depending on your league a lot of them will be scooped up already, right? Like, mm-hmm. but uh, I I would probably wait another round, and and I'd probably be okay with Marquise Brown as our second, or I guess third wide receiver, our first flex, right? Yeah, and this All is right. a, around the part of the draft for me where, like, you know, like we're not too familiar with the ADPs right now because we're not ripping mocks like we normally would, and like I'm almost not fully kicking myself, but like the Deshaun Watson pick at three in the third round, um, you know. I would almost rather have that really stud wide receiver one and look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson, Later. Jared Goff mm-hmm. over here. But it's you know, funny that's... though because I, I kind of disagree because I'm looking at that third and fourth round yeah. and the guys that went as far as stud wide receivers, they still have a lot of questions. They're not like the most proven guys. I mean. Yeah, Joe, your pick would have been Metcalf, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got DK. I think that would have been my pick too, but like Olave, he's shown so much goodness, but like taking him as your future wide receiver one for the long term. Yeah. We might have that conversation in a year, but not yet. Yeah. T Higgins, I mean, he's still the wide receiver two on his own team. 
which I mean, I'm using that argument as we picked Devontae Smith as our wide receiver one. Uh, but Pittman, quarterback questions. London, quarterback questions. Cup, age questions. JSN, what do we have yet? Like, I would argue that the value that we have at wide receiver in this round with Marquise Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and Christian Kirk is superior. Mm-hmm. So let's say Marquise Brown for our last pick of this little exercise. There's the QB run. Wow. There's the QB run. That's what Sleeper will do to you. Um, so right now our roster in a super flex after seven rounds is Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Devontae Smith, Chris Godwin, Dallas Goddard, Marquise Brown. No running backs. The run on running backs also happened after we took our seventh round pick. So before we kind of stop this exercise, we're looking at Miles Sanders or Isaiah Pacheco or James Cook as our running back one. And that doesn't feel particularly great. But if we look down, David Montgomery is still there. Brian Robinson still Brian Robinson's still there. A.J. Dillon is still there later. Also, James Conner. Like, these guys just get forgotten. See, I would be totally happy with getting Miles Sanders in the eighth round as my first running back in a dynasty league, knowing mm-hmm. that I could replace him in the draft next year yeah. if he ends up not performing or he has he's a one-and-done kind of thing. I mean, we, so. don't, we don't know our – oh, shoot, sorry. Uh, we don't know our pick yet in this dynasty startup, which uh, will be determined – after the NFL draft, we're doing a little prop contest to determine our, our order, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I think I'm I'm being converted, Joe Mason. Let's go. Which is the opposite strategy of what I did in our dynasty, which is I have Christian McCaffrey and Barkley, which has really I'm, – I'm not thrilled about how inflexible I have to be with that because I kind of have to go win now. <laughs> Because otherwise, what's the point of having those two guys? Yeah, and so Derek, I do too, like this. My advice to you is like, yeah, go win now. And hey, if you, if you get to the deadline and you're like 500, you're not sure if you're gonna make it. You're on the fringe. Like, go flip those guys to someone. Get and get a haul. Go get some picks and you're hoping that able, they're healthy at the time. You know, I've I've been able to like have a reset where I miss the playoffs. Reset. Go get picks and I hit on some running backs in the draft and I'm back to where I was. Yeah, I'm just younger, you know. So. That's my advice for you. All right. Um, we're at about an hour, so I think we're going to close it out. Do you have any parting words of wisdom, guys? Ejon, go to a go to a good home. <laughs> we want to see you ball out this year. Same goes for Jackson Smith and Chigba. Oh, I do have a thought, actually. So I had a terrifying thought about – so every single mock draft that I'm seeing, like actual NFL mock draft, has the Texans drafting Jackson Smith and Ojigbo with the 12th pick this year. And if they go like Will Levis with the second pick or they choose to like draft Will Anderson and it's Davis Mills, the first couple seasons for JSN, even though he's a tremendous player, could be a little bit uglier than I'm hoping. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, if it's Bryce Young, going first, then I'm hoping CJ Stroud goes second, and then JSN has that collegiate connection, or I'm just hoping another team drafts him, because that would be the one scenario for him that I would be very, very unhappy with. Or, Similar with Tennessee. I mean, or Texans could take CJ Stroud and partner him up with JSN. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I would love that. Yeah, yeah that would be money. The stack. 
Joe, Joe would go crazy if that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I would also be upset because I love Bryce Young, and that would be a tough pick. Mm. So Yeah. Time will tell. One week. As you mentioned, good segue. One week until the NFL draft. I think the plan is to record just before it, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So we will get another episode under our belts before the NFL draft, right as the day is ending into the NFL draft. I know I said that's super weird, so I apologize if you listen this long. Uh, but this has been the Almost Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm happy to be back. I hope that y'all are happy to be back. Oh, yeah. And you'll hear from us very soon.